We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, I wanted to talk about this because we're halfway through the NFL season and you know, like it or not, you know, we're going to be starting to head towards that area of uh, the year sooner rather than later. Right. So kind of wanted to talk about, you know, some of these positions here and what the Indianapolis Colts could be looking at come next year when they're starting to look at people for next off season and what this team's going to have to go through. Right. We got a lot of guys to resign potentially, and there's a lot of holes to fill with this roster still, right? So it's important that we talk about this and everything else. So I put out a tweet on our podcast Twitter the other, or X the other day and basically asking you guys, you know, how do you feel about, like, which position do you think the Colts need to address the most when it comes to that? And so far through all of it, uh, and it was, and we still have a lot of time in between it, but with about 600 votes uh, just in the beginning process of this, uh, cornerback and wide receiver are about neck and neck uh, between 42, 42.5 and 40.5. So neck and neck between that, about 14.5% between the edge rush. Now, those are the three positions that I really want to talk about the most because I think those are the positions that definitely need the most work, right? Our offensive line is taken care of right now. We don't need to worry about that. Uh, Linebackers, you're good. Safeties, you got a a bunch of depth there. But, and again, all of this is subject to change, right? It's all going to be a matter of who the Colts re-signed before the draft gets there, right? That's going to be the big part. So again, this is just pure speculation, right? Of course, when we're to talk about it and everything else. And I know that Cody and I had talked about this uh, a few days prior to, you know, his wedding. And I know that we had talked a little bit about what uh, kind of position we think is best for this team moving forward. But I'll go ahead and give uh, what I want to talk about here. So first things first, I mean, let's talk about the wide receiver position because I think that is one that the majority of people 
want to talk about, right, is wide receiver position. Because so far, I mean, it's clear to everyone that the Indianapolis Colts do not have the take-it-over guy yet, right? Now, let's look at it from this perspective. The Colts and what they have right now with this wide receiver group. Josh Downs, to me, and I think a lot of people are thinking the same way, when Josh Downs is healthy, he could be the number one wide receiver on this team, as it stands right now. Now, the only problem with that is Josh Downs is a slot guy. He's a mainly interior guy. There, He can do everything, but with his size and his skill set and everything else, he is a guy that you want to get to in the middle of the field and get first downs. And that's a great thing to have someone like that to do that. But the problem is, is that limits your offense if that is going to be your number one weapon, right? Now, of course, we know the real number one weapon for the Indianapolis Colts so far this season has been Michael Pittman, who is your outside guy, right? Now, of course, when it comes to uh, what he has done in a form-wise of scoring points, not a lot of touchdowns for Michael Pittman. Had a lot of receptions. Uh, has a decent amount of yardage. Ironically enough, if you look at the numbers this year of what Michael Pittman is doing versus all the other wide receivers in uh, in that draft class, in the 2020 draft class, he's been in the top three of every single, every single stat. So... I mean, to say he was a bust of a pick, it was certainly not. I mean, it wasn't a bad uh, pick when it came to that moment. And I do believe, and I do believe the Indianapolis Colts are going to re-sign Michael Pittman. And I think that they should re-sign Michael Pittman because I really feel for Michael Pittman because of he has never had stability at quarterback. He had Phillip Rivers his first year, Carson Wentz his second year. Matt Ryan is third year, and now the Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew uh, debacle, right? So it, it, Pittman has not had a chance to really build connectivity with any quarterback so far, and that's been the big issue, and we can't understate that. That has been a big issue, and of course, when we talk about the other backup wide receivers we have. We don't have a lot more behind it. Alec Pierce has not gotten involved in the offensive game plan much. I wonder if that's a Steichen thing or if that's just a inability of Gardner Minshew to throw the ball down the field to Alec Pierce, which I will say there have been plenty of times on film Alec Pierce is open and Gardner Minshew does not make the throw, right? So I'm just saying... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think the thing is of saying an argument for why the Colts maybe don't need heavy emphasis on wide receiver being the first one is... Look at the numbers that the Colts offense is putting up with these wide receivers, right? You're, you're with a inex, with the weird combination of quarterbacks you've had to deal with this year, with the lack of consistency in the run game, you have still been able to move the ball down the field with this collection of wide receivers that you have, right? So maybe there isn't as much of a jump to be had. For if you are the Indianapolis Colts and you're saying Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew have been able to, at points during this season, been able to do things with these weapons in spite of what everyone says this unit is not great, right? Now, to add on to that with that argument is there's no guarantee that the Indianapolis Colts get a big name wide receiver at their current draft spots. Um, I just actually kind of want to look at the NFL draft order right now and kind of look at this and see where we're at. Indianapolis currently is sitting at 15th uh, in the draft order. And in my, in my honest opinion, guys, I think it's going to stay right at about that area. Um, Indy has the second easiest schedule remaining going into the remainder of the year. And I I do believe of these last eight games that the Colts are going to have that they can win at least four of them, Uh, at least three, I would say, despite all the injuries that we have sustained, we can, I think that we can still win at least three games. So do I, I do expect them to remain somewhere between the 12 range to even the 19 range. That's what I would say. Uh, or uh, Yeah, somewhere in that range, I would say. Uh, but at the end of the day, that that's going to be the big question mark, is do you as a team have the ability to get a big-name wide receiver at that spot? You would have to potentially trade up if you want to get an elite one, right? We talk about some of the biggest wide receivers out there Obviously, everyone talks about Marvin Harrison Jr. Potential top three pick. Uh, And that's going to be the issue. If you're Indianapolis, you need to trade up big time to go and get Marvin Harrison Jr. And I know that there are plenty of teams out there that are going to do the exact same thing. So only if you're wanting to go for Marvin do I see that being a scenario. Uh, Rome Adunze uh, from Washington. He is a really great wide receiver. Played has played really well for uh, Washington this year. You know, Malik Neighbors is another guy that uh, keeps uh, bringing up draft boards. Xavier Worthy. A lot of people talk about him. 
Keon Coleman is the other big one that we keep talking about, right? Keon Coleman, the big body guy that can catch anything, be a big uh, name, just do anything and everything with him, right? That is kind of the name that we talk about. And Emeka Buka, that the other uh, Buckeye wide receiver that we talk about. Again, there's a lot of things that can happen with this wide receiver group. And if you're in the... And you're sitting to yourself saying, if the only elite guys that you want in that aspect is Marvin Harrison or Keon Coleman, and you don't trade up to get them, then is it worth taking that spot, right? So that's kind of the question mark that the Indianapolis Colts need to make. And if they're not going to take a wide receiver in free agency, right? So that's the big question mark. Now, if you flip to the other side, and you talk about uh you talk about corners, you talk about edge rushers. I think that edge rusher is an intriguing one. And I think even Cody and I kind of agreed that Edge could be a dark horse for the Indianapolis Colts if that is the route that they want to go for this year. Because again, depending on their draft order. And where they are, they may have to go with something like that if they don't want to trade up very much more, right? To get into the top five or say six or seven and receivers don't fall, right? That's going to be the thing. Now, I will say I'm not tuned in completely on the edge guys and how they are like perceived amongst everyone. I think everyone knows that the number one edge guy uh, this year is Jared Verse uh, from the Florida State uh, from Florida State, so he might be the one. Now, where he gets picked up, I don't know. That's going to be very interesting because he is the guy that is definitely the guy when you talk about edge rushers. Uh, because for me personally, I look at it and I say, you obviously are locked into Samson and Bukum for a couple more years now, and. I know that this isn't the year that Quiddy Pay's contract goes up. But again, I'm not too fine-tuned on Quiddy Pay right now. Uh, and I don't know what edge rushers are going to be available after this year. Uh, I haven't looked at the market much recently. But uh, when it comes to the edge guys, I mean, that is... That is an area that the Indianapolis Colts need to try to get better at. I'd say right now they're not in a bad spot when it comes to that, but they have a serious need to get better at that spot because there's no one there that is taking over games from the edge perspective. So I know a lot of people will talk corner. I know a lot of people will talk wide receiver, but it is a time that the Indianapolis Colts get someone on the outside that is going to take over games on defense. We just don't have that right now. Samson and Bukum and Quiddy Pay have, you know, been pretty solid with each other, but they haven't been taking over games. Out after week three, they have there hasn't been much with Quiddy Pay and Samson and Bukum. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Needless to say, I mean, we just need to get, we need to find somebody that is going to, you know, be a guy that is just going to take over. And I know it's very hard in that aspect to get that position right because there's not a lot of them to grow into Hall of Fame level guys. But if you have a guy there that you know or you feel very confident can be a Hall of Famer in that category, you need to go and get him. Right. That's the kind of thing that we're talking about. Um, now involving cornerback. Cornerback can be interesting because for me personally, I think that cornerback is the least needed position of the three that we're talking about when it comes to Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, this year we're having issues with all the injuries, right? That's the issue. But Kenny Moore has played really well this year, revitalized what we saw in years prior before that abysmal 2022 season, which he's showing to be a fluke, right? So I think Kenny Moore's getting re-signed. And then when you're talking about the cornerbacks next year when everybody's healthy, Juju Brents has shown you that uh, he is a guy that if you just gave him a little bit more time, I mean, he was already doing a really great job locking down some really good wide receivers this year. And he's a rookie, right? He's got all the intangibles to be the guy, the number one corner on the outside, right? And then me personally, what I saw from Dallas Flowers, even from that perspective, I thought Dallas Flowers was a very solid corner this year. And all the, the metrics support that. That Dallas Flowers is just right in the middle of everything. He's in the middle of the pack when it comes to overall corners, which is not a bad thing. To have a number two corner that's about average in the league, that's not bad. And I, I would say I love to see Dallas Flowers out there again when he's healthy. And you brought in a guy in Jalen Jones who has definitely uh, performed very well for a seventh rounder and a guy that could be a good depth piece going forward. Now, the thing with it, and a lot of people will mention, is, again, you can never have too many good guys there. And that's the same argument for wide receiver if you're wanting to go with the wide receiver route is you can never have too many weapons. There's a lot of teams nowadays that show you that they're three deep and their third wide receiver could be a number two on a lot of different teams out there. So for the same argument for the wide receivers, you make the same argument for the corners, is you want to solidify a young nucleus of really talented corners. Again, I don't think we need it as much because I feel confident in the group that we would have moving forward if the Colts continued, if they re-signed Kenny Moore and everybody else comes back healthy, 
I think that we have a good unit in Kenny Moore, Juju Brents, and Dallas Flowers. But obviously, you would need some depth. You need better depth. And I, I think that's something that they need to address. But the one aspect to the cornerbacks is there is a plethora of cornerbacks in this draft class that could be first rounders. I'm talking like seven deep. I mean, I'm talking seven or eight deep of guys that could potentially go first round. Um, I mean, just a few of them. I mean, Travis Hunter, we talk about uh, Travis Hunter, his ability to play both ways for Colorado, Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama, Kalen King from Penn State, Cooper DeGene from Iowa, Denzel Burke from Ohio State, uh, Mike Samristo uh, from Michigan, Benjamin Morrison from Notre Dame. I mean, I could keep going on and on. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of guys here that, have some some first uh, first round grades, and that is very deep. That's a very deep one. And honestly, that might be where the Colts go in the second round if they uh, go with a different route in the first round because of you knowing that there's going to be so many guys. There's somebody that could fall to you. There's somebody that could fall to you. There's, a, I mean, we saw Juju Brents do that same thing, right? We've seen we we had a bunch of corners in this last draft have that where they fell to the Indianapolis Colts. And that's where the Colts may be looking at that and saying, because it's so deep, that's why we would tack it later. Because we know that there's gonna be guys there that we like that are gonna be good and compete for that uh that spot day one, right? So that's again another reason why I don't think we go with that right off the bat. But it's going to be very interesting, guys, at the end of the year. Uh, what do the Colts do? I mean, like I said, there's a ton of guys that the Colts need to either re-sign or let go, and there's going to be a lot of moves made. So I hope that this year uh, Ballard is going to say that, you know, this is it, like this is the time to turn this around, or else I'm, I'm Ursa is not going to keep me going for very long. So I hope that that's what's going to happen. But let me know your thoughts on this, guys, and what you think going forward. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.